Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is still really foggy out, weirdly, for 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I can barely see uh, a block away from where I'm looking. So just keep that in mind. Keep your headlights on. Be safe. Don't be that guy today <laughs> don't be just, that guy. just don't be that guy don't be that guy that we're all complaining about all right uh the actress sofia vergara um she and her husband uh joe is it manganello is that how yes. we pronounce that okay uh had been together for 10 years they had been married for seven years and they recently announced that they were getting a divorce she is 51 he is 47 and it, it was kind of, i don't i don't follow them closely i don't i don't watch um the show that she was on what was the show that Modern she was family. On? Yeah. But I know of them and, and they're a beautiful couple. I mean, just an absolutely belong in the cover of a magazine. So it's kind of surprising to hear that they were going to split. She now is explaining the reason behind their divorce. She gave a, an interview to a Spanish newspaper and she said, my marriage broke up because my husband was younger, four years younger. Okay. But she said he wanted to have kids and I didn't want to be an old mom. She said, I feel it's not fair to the baby. I respect whomever does it, but that's not for me anymore. Yeah, and, and it's bringing up a lot of questions. In fact, we have another story about another celebrity who made another interesting decision about what they were going to say and what they weren't going to say to their spouse. But yeah, whenever something like this comes up and you can see where that kind of friction, I mean, it's a little surprising that they've been married for 10 years and this didn't come up earlier. So but, that's what I want to come back to, yeah. Yeah, but in, in this case... Um, I mean, I can't blame her. I'm just, I'm older than her by a couple of years. And I I can fully understand why at this point in life, you would not want to start over with little babies. I mean, that's an incredible amount of work. And she seems to be, you know, a ball of energy where a lot of us aren't. <laughs> but still, mm -hmm. it doesn't make any difference. If that's not how you want to spend your time, I agree with her. I, more along the lines of, when she said, I respect anybody who wants to do that, but it's not for me, being true to herself that, you know, you can call her selfish if you want for not wanting to go along with her husband's desire to have kids. But I, I mean, I think the worst thing would be for her to go ahead and, and submit to his desire to say, okay, well, he deserves to have kids, so I'll go ahead and do this. And then hate it as much as you think you're going to, because the kids are going to pick up on that. She um, has a son. She had her son when she was 19. He is now 31. And she says, I'm ready to be a grandmother, not a yeah. mother, which is weird to think of her as a grandmother. But yeah, that's <laughs> she would be at that point where that would happen. Um, I wish I knew more about 
and she's not talking about this, but about what um, did she know when they first got together or did she know when they first got married that he wanted kids? I don't believe he has any. So did she know that when they got married or is that something like he didn't, you know, initially he didn't and then he changed his mind over time and that's hard. Um, Did she maybe initially want them and then decided, no, I don't. If it's the kind of thing where he always had said, I want kids and then she decided she didn't, people have different priorities, whatever. I feel bad for him because he's 47, but it feels like the kind of thing that you work out before you get married. It really does. And yeah, you're right. This is easily the kind of thing that you can see changing over time that, uh, okay, so he's 47 now. That means he was 37 when they got married. And maybe at 37, he didn't want to have kids. But right. You know, uh, there's another conversation I had with my dad where he was like, be ready for this, because about we use the term midlife crisis and I hate that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every 10 years or so you go back and you reevaluate, Okay, where am I? What am I doing? What can I do for the rest of my life and what can I not do for the rest of my life? So, you know, if he got to 45 and reexamined and said, you know what, I can't I don't want to leave this planet without kids, without having kids of my own. Well, then he's putting her in a position at what she would have been then at age 49 of saying, well, wait a minute, time out. Where is this coming from? And I understand you want to have kids now, but you got to understand I don't. 913-586-7798. What do you do when you disagree? What do you do when this is somewhat, I mean, you divorce, but what it's, I can't imagine the position to be in, especially if. This is just somebody that you're really, really in love with. And I, this isn't the part she's saying, but I'll, I'll put these words, words in her mouth. You know, happily married, in love, person, you, you know, love of your life, except for this one big thing. And you can't be together because neither one of you are going to give on it. And neither one of you should. I mean, she shouldn't, like you said, at the, at the age, at any age, don't give into that if it's not something you really, really want. Um, there was an essay this week, I meant to send this to you, um, that I just happened to see and, and it wasn't going to be a talk topic. And then this came up about a woman who is a little bit younger than me, who wrote about the fact that in her twenties and thirties, she chased her career and her career took her to like helping kids overseas. And her career was always about helping children. And she was always ambivalent about whether she wanted kids and kind of figured life would just work itself out. And she never got married, but at one point it occurred to her to freeze her eggs and she never did that. So she gets married, they want kids and are gonna have to go through IVF to do it. And they just weren't willing to go through that in order to have kids. Then she found out her husband didn't really want them in the first place and she didn't want them enough. And she says, I'm a contented no now on whether to have kids. You don't wanna talk somebody into it. Yeah, right, exactly. That's, it's lucky that she's okay mm-hmm. not having them. You know, yeah. because you think about the friction that could have caused for him, especially after he finally admitted, look, I understand we were talking about doing this, but I never really wanted to. Ambivalent is not the attitude you want to have about children. No, no. Indifferent make... is not the opinion you want to have about it. <laughs> right. If you're going to make that commitment, then you've got to be all in. Because as I said, I mean, that's the thing I think we find the hardest until you've been there to kind of put together is that there's another person that's involved in this who isn't even here yet. So if you're going to make that commitment and it's something that you're kind of on the fence about, they will know they'll get to and they'll resent you for it. They, they, you know, 
it, it, it's going to come through. Um, and they are not going to enjoy the fact that, okay, my mom never really wanted to have me. I mean, I know people who have been told that by their parents. Yeah. And you want to talk about getting hit over the head with a baseball bat? That'll do it to you. I mean, when one of your parents says, I never wanted to have you in the first place, wow. And this would be public. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, those comments <laughs> yeah, at some point too. would be printed somewhere if you yeah. were to if you were to Google her. Um, it's interesting. I don't know if you know the background on her. It's in the, the Fox version, Fox News version of the story that I have. But she had been engaged to this guy named, uh, named Nick Loeb. And they had been together for a really long time. And they were going to have kids together. They went through in vitro to try to have children together. And they have been locked in a court battle since then over her embryos. Oh, wow. And he wants to still have children using her embryo still, even though they're not together anymore. And finally, a judge ruled in her favor. And this is how far it went. I mean, this went on for four or five years that blocks him from creating a child that she does not want. But that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And, and that's boy, that's a trickier question, because I mean, contractually, you could say, look, I, I will write up a contract absolving you of any financial or, you know, any other obligations at all. You don't have to have anything to do with them. But if, you know, for some people, and I guess she's in this category, that's not enough. It's not about the money. It's about there will be kids out there that are my genetic material that I don't want. Yeah, I can't believe usually it's the other way. But the fact that he still yeah. wanted her embryos to have kids, surrogate, whatever. Well, yeah, and, and you think about the position again that that would put the kids in because I'm sure he would tell them. That famous lady who was on that really successful TV show, that's your mom, which would then lead to the question, why haven't I ever met her? Why doesn't she want anything to do with me? Right. And something happened in the, in the relationship. At one point, she wanted kids with him and was going to and oh, got nightmare. really far with it. And then something happened in their relationship where she didn't want to be with him anymore. What a yeah. mess. Uh-huh. What a mess. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll get to this other story coming up here. The actor Mark Ruffalo was on a podcast and was talking about a medical diagnosis that he got when his wife was nine months pregnant. And he's talking about the decision that he made at what point to tell her about that. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Okay. Now we go to the actor Mark Ruffalo, who was on the podcast uh, that is hosted by Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. And he was talking about a diagnosis that he got more than 20 years ago when his wife was nine months pregnant with their first child. We've had this conversation a lot about what you decide to tell people about your health and when. It's this decision that's getting attention. Yes. And I wanted to smack him. <laughs> In fact, I still kind of do. Um, yeah, because I think he made exactly the wrong call. Now, it's his life. It's his marriage. Who am I? But still, and I like Mark Ruffalo. I like him as an mm -hmm. actor. Yeah, I, I, I think he's, he's fun to watch. But that aside, um, yeah, it, we're talking about a serious issue. I mean, it was a brain tumor. And he waited until after his wife gave birth. 
And I can kind of understand the mentality that went into making that decision where, you you know, she's nine months pregnant. It's going to be fairly soon anyway. You don't want to stress her any more than she already has to be by being nine months pregnant. But if I pulled a stunt like that with my wife, she would kill me. And I wouldn't have to worry about the brain tumor anymore. And in my mind, she'd be right in doing so. You don't keep something like that from your spouse ever. Um... Except that I get it a little bit in ter- if she wasn't on the verge of giving birth, I mean, nine months pregnant and you're worried about the baby, you're worried about, is that news going to drive up her blood pressure and then it hurts the baby. And especially if nothing's going to change in the two weeks or whatever, you got to wait. I don't know how long this was. Yeah. But in the time that you had to wait to tell her if nothing is going to change in terms of do you need to hurry and get treatment or can treatment wait? I'm sure it was a hard decision for him. I'm with you. I, I couldn't have kept it a secret. I There's no, no way that I would have. I'm not that good of a liar. I, I couldn't have done it. <laughs> um, but he said he didn't want to tell his wife uh, because she had a birth plan. She had the doula. They had a hot tub ordered. He also made it seem like he compared it to her, like her wedding, he said. This was going to be her event. And I don't like that. But he said, I just couldn't, I couldn't ruin this for her. I, I wanted him to make it more about the health and not, not that. But yeah. um, he said he had a mask behind his left ear the size of a golf ball. Mm. And we don't know what it is until it's biopsied. Um, he said a week after their baby was born, he had to meet with the neurologist to decide what he was going to do. And he had not told her until the night before, by the way, brain tumor turned out to be benign. He's deaf in one ear. Sure. Yeah. And and other than that, he's perfectly fine. Uh, I mean, that's, and he continues to act and, you know, plays the Hulk every so often or whatever. So yeah. And, And the other thing is, I think, it would it might be different that whole idea of she has a birth plan and you know i I don't want to get in the way of that that might have been different if we weren't talking about an actor worth millions of dollars but we are so what you could do is you could say to her listen they found something in my head they're concerned about it we're going to get it biopsied you don't have anything to do you don't have to worry about it but i wanted you to know this is what we're up to and everything that we have in in store, you know, your birth plan and all of that stuff, if there's anything that I was supposed to be a part of that I can't, we will fix it with money. We will hire somebody to do what, you know, whatever it was that I was supposed to do. We can do this. That seems like the better way to go. I'm split on this one. I couldn't have kept it from my spouse, but I would be worried again about worrying her for those few weeks and making her stress about it and not focused on the most important thing, which is the health of their unborn child. Yeah. I, yeah, I, like I said, I, I get that piece of it, but I know what my decision would have been. And, and I, I, I don't, I never like, especially when you're supposed to be in everything together, when this is the one person you're supposed to live your entire life with and by, and then you're keeping something from them, even if it's just for a couple of weeks. I just hate that idea. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. How do we feel about this one? Justin has called us up first out of Shawnee. Hey, Justin. Hey, yeah. Um, so I'm actually I'm kind of behind Mark Ruffalo on this one. So like I and I told the the screener like as dads and and fathers and husbands like it's 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 our job I feel like to mitigate 
harm to our family as much as we can when we can. And we don't know what her pregnancy was like. We don't know, you know, the diagnosis specifically other than it was a a brain tumor. Right. I mean, we don't know how far along advanced it was, you know, any limitations he was going to have. So I think in that moment, I think he made the right decision. And whether you tell her when she's pregnant or not pregnant, she's going to have she's going to have anger because that's how she's going to react because she's scared. And I think his decision to not tell her while she's pregnant, I think that is the right decision. Like I said, we don't know what how stressful the pregnancy was on her. That I'll Um, give you. Yes. And that's that's something that may have changed the calculus. Right. And so, like, I, I'm going to hear the story with the with the basics that we're given. And I'm going to have to assume that as as a as as a father, that him becoming a future father soon, that he made the best decision for his family in that time. Um, I know some people are probably going to disagree with that, but I think that he made a good decision based off of the knowledge that he had, because he has more pieces of the puzzle than we did. Right. And if if for well, no other reason, then I think he certainly knows his wife better than you and I do. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe he may have been able to gauge what her reaction was likely to be to something like that. No, Thanks, Justin. Thanks. Here's the thing. If there had been any trouble, she's nine months along. If there had been any trouble with the pregnancy, he would have if he had told her and then there was any trouble with the pregnancy, he would have blamed himself. Yeah. For telling her about it. And, and, and he might have been right. I mean, it might have been because of that triggering event. Now, I imagine it was also a really hard secret for him to keep for that time. Probably. You know, what if something happened? You know, yeah, because, what if? Well, it's and it would have been scary for her. We know it would have that it was scary for him. I mean, when they tell you you've got a brain tumor, that's mm-hmm. not something you ever want to hear. So he was probably terrified. And that. You know, even at that, just from a selfish standpoint, it was probably hard for him to do that because he, the one person in the world that was that he's supposed to lean on at any time for something mm-hmm. like that, he can't until he tells her. And he's terrified. He doesn't know yet yeah. if it's benign. Right. Uh, let's keep going here. Dave, next up, out of Liberty. Hey, Dave. Hey, gang. Yep. Nope. Not going to tell her a thing. Uh, I don't care how good your birth is going, how healthy. The mother feels how healthy the baby feels. The mother is stressed regardless. And there is no way in a million years I would tell her before the birth of a baby that there was an issue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a pretty good indication from the doctor that if it would have been really something critical, they didn't know until it was tested. But the doctor would have probably said, this is something we've got to do right now. And then if it was something they had to do right then, but fine. But there's no way in a million years I would I would tell her until after that baby's born. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Um, clearly, I'm in the minority here, and that's that's no. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's only it's in no the minority of people who have called. Yeah. Well, it is. It's like it's no place I haven't been before. But and that's fine because, like I said, I can see it from the other side. I just know I would never be able to hold something like that away from the person that I'm married to. And I think in one way you can look at that and say, okay, she hadn't hadn't given birth yet. And you're right. Carrying a child is an incredibly stressful thing to go through by itself. But she was already at nine months. Birth was imminent. There's very little that you're going to do in those last couple of weeks outside of physical trauma that's going to make a real big difference in, in the development of that child. So... I I don't know. I, I think the idea of causing physical harm just by giving her the information is so remote that that wouldn't have stopped me from doing it. 
I understand the instinct of wanting to protect her, I guess, which isn't what he said. Oh, yeah. But I get the instinct. Um, I'm also going to ask women. We have a bunch of guys on call. Women, how would you feel? You're nine months pregnant and your husband didn't tell you about this. Would you want to know or would you understand uh, either way here? Uh, we need to get to a break. Rick, hang on the line. Everybody else, we'll get to your calls next here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Talking about the decision, uh, actor Mark Ruffalo, this was 20 years when his wife was pregnant with their first child. He had an earache, uh, an ear infection, was the only thing that was wrong that sent him to a doctor. Uh, he was working on set of The Last Castle with James uh, Gandolfini. He decided to go to the cast doctor because he just had this ear infection and said, you know what, I don't think there's any reason for you to worry about it. We'll order you a CAT scan. Go ahead and we'll just see what's wrong. Uh, turns out they go to the neurologist later and it finds, he finds out they have a mass behind his left ear, the size of a golf ball. And they don't know what it is. His wife is nine months pregnant. He waited. In fact, he waited until a week after their baby was born the night before he was going to go in and see what the biopsy said before he told his wife anything about it. And, you know, we've got, as a matter of fact, you asked for it right before the bottom of the hour uh, and saying that, you know, we're hearing from a bunch of men on this. And it was like that on the text line, too, with a lot of men saying, I wouldn't have told her. No way. Not if she's pregnant. And we're starting now to hear from some more women, one of whom said, I would have been furious if my husband yeah. had kept something like that from me. So hey, this may go the other way, but we'll find out. Rick in Parkville apparently went through a similar situation. Hey, Rick, welcome in. Yeah, I not the same situation, not near as drastic. I agree with what he did. Um, I was at a situation where my wife was getting ready to leave on a trip with the girls for a, a four-day weekend, 
and found out that the VA wanted to cut my leg off because it was infected, and I didn't tell her until she came home. Exact same thing happened to my dad. Exact same thing. Yeah, was that it was um, not to get too deep into your medical history, but was that like related to like diabetes or something like that? No, it was from a wound in Vietnam. Oh, no kidding. It occurred and ate a hole through the bone. Uh, the wound was in 68, and it happened in 2012 that it ate through the bone and the skin, and pus was running down my leg. Oh, unbelievable. Wow. So when you finally told her, did you tell her that you knew before she left? Yes. How, what was her reaction? Uh, she was a little upset, but understood. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, go. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through all of that. Did Did they, in fact, well, go through with I, what they were thinking? No, I went to a private doctor. Who, I had it uh, treated earlier in 2012, and uh, they thought they got all the infection out. Uh, turns out that in 2014, the VA said the infection was back and wanted to cut my leg off. I went back to the private doctor. He said, did they offer to do a biopsy? I said, no. And he goes, let's do a biopsy. He did a biopsy, and there was no infection in it. It was all scar tissue. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It was a good thing you didn't go through with it then. So I still have it. Good wow. deal. Wow. Good for all right. you. Rick, that's a lot to go through. And thank you for your service, my friend. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll keep going on calls. What I sense is happening is men that are listening are defending the decision and saying, I wouldn't have told her either. And the women that are listening, and we'll get to one here in a second, are saying, how do you not tell me? How do you think I'm too weak or how do you not trust me to know? Let's go right to that then and talk to Linda, who's calling in from Lee's Summit. Hi, Linda. Hi. What do you think? I'm looking from the perspective of of an older woman. um, And I have to tell you, looking back on all the traumas I've gone through in life, I much would rather have been told beforehand when I was still pregnant rather than a couple of weeks after I am out of home and the hormones have gone crazy and I've got a screaming baby who's up all night. I'd much want to know from beforehand. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm on your side on this, but let me ask you why, what would the information do for you that you would know beforehand? Or is it just I what it would say about the relationship? Well, I think I could handle being pregnant and having a problem a whole lot better than having a, a baby who is stressing me out. And, I mean, <laughs> the first few weeks after a baby is born, Donna always goes really, my, I was horribly stressed. So I just think I'd been better off if somebody tell me something before the birth. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So absolutely. That's, mm-hmm. that's just my opinion from a lot of years of experience. Excellent. Yeah. Linda, thank you. Yeah, it's funny. Um, a couple of you were texting in about the idea in general of whether you tell your family and those closest to you if you have some kind of major diagnosis. And I get that there are mixed feelings about that. The thing about this is that he didn't know what it was yet. Mm-hmm. Again, turned out to be benign, great, no big deal. But for four or five weeks, he didn't know. Let me tell a quick story about how I I wrestled with a similar kind of decision, even though it didn't directly involve me, although it sort of did. Um, And I think that this fits into that same category. And this just speaks to who my wife is. And I guess, you know, that's why I said Mark Ruffalo knows his wife better than we do, you know, and maybe he took into account what she was like into whether or not she would want to know at that point. Um, When we were up in New York last year, two years ago with, with my mom as she was dying. 
my wife was there, my sister was there, I was there, and mom was there. And her siblings came and went throughout that entire thing too over that four-month period. But it was so stressful that at one point I came up with this idea. I said, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we get a hotel room in town for three consecutive nights? I'll stay there one night, then Jen can stay there one night, then my sister can stay there one night, just so that we'll have a night to ourselves and be away from this, mm-hmm. just to, to take some of the, the pressure off and allow that release. And so we did, and I stayed the first night. Jen went to stay the second night, and that night was when mom died. So okay. then the question was, do I call her at 9 p.m. and tell her, yeah, your night in the hotel just got ruined. Mom's dead. <laughs> you know, you're, you are you got to come home. And, and we could have done everything we needed to do without her. So in that place, what would you have done? Um. Here's how I'm not going to answer your question. Well, um, uh, I can't answer for you, but I say, did you need her? Like, no. that's your spouse. If you if you want her support, then you tell her. Is it going to change anything? If you How many hours are we talking? It would have been, I mean, she probably would have come back at about 10 o'clock in the morning. So it was maybe 12 hours. Oh, that's a long time. That's a long time. Um, if it was in the middle of the night, I don't know that I, I would have, but in the evening, I, I probably would have called her. It's so funny that you say that you and I weirdly have parallel existences on, on death. <laughs> in a lot oddly. of ways. Um, yeah, I know. And I don't mean to bring anybody down, but similar story. Um, when my dad died of a heart attack, very suddenly in the middle of the night, I lived 90 miles away from my family, from where he was. And it was sudden and it was it was two o'clock in the morning and he died probably before they got him to the hospital. And my mom, uh, my dad's fiance calls my mom and calls the family and I'm not there. And my mom had to make the decision to wait a couple of hours until it was closer to morning to call me. Somebody had to call me and it was going to be her and she waited. But the other thing she did when she called was not tell me that he was dead. She called me and said, and I, I, I remember that conversation like it happened this morning. She called and said, your dad's sick. He's in the hospital. You need to get here. And I mean, I've never driven so fast in my life. And he was already gone by the time I got there. But she had to make the decision not to tell me that's what had happened. It's a hard, she was just thinking, I was never going to make, I would never, have, I would never have gotten through that drive if I had known that that's what I was know, going home yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that makes some sense to me as well. What we were in in terms of what you asked before, you know, did I need her back at the house at that moment? The answer is no, because it wasn't unexpected. We knew what was coming. Right. We knew that she was in the end stages of it. I could go chapter and verse, but you can figure it out. Um, So we knew that it was imminent within maybe a week or two. We didn't know exactly when it was going to happen, and she had already hung on longer than we thought she was going to. So, uh, no, I mean, uh, would I have been okay through that night with just me and my sister? Absolutely. But I called her anyway, and what I said to her was, it's over, mom's gone. If you want to stay, stay. You're fine. But I I already knew what her answer was going to be. And she said, no, I'm coming home now. I'll be there in 10 minutes. She was like 10 or 15 minutes away. Uh, and she did. So, and, and I, I, you know, we talked about it later and I said, what would you have, what would your opinion have been if I had waited until the next morning and just let you sleep? And she said, I would have been highly upset. So yeah. I mean, because right of what you said about what happens in a couple about yes. what, you know, I don't want you to protect me 
that I yeah. speak for her. I don't I don't want to be protected. And I, I think part of it was also that she had been through so much with both of us, with me and my sister for that entire four month period that if if I didn't let her go through that piece of it with us, that yeah. she would have felt cheated out of it. That makes sense. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. Again, like you said, you got to know your spouse, but right. I, nobody wants to be, nobody wants to feel like they're not strong enough to handle something. And, and you want it to feel 50, 50. You don't want there to have to be so much thought about it. Just know, of course, of course, I'm going to tell you and, and don't right. overthink it that way. Let's go back to it and, and bring in Jim in Topeka and see what he's thinking about all of this. Hey, Jim. I'm one of those that no, I wouldn't have told her because I'm one of those that I could have dealt with her anger a whole lot more than I could have dealt with her pity and worry. So, <laughs> Interesting. Okay. That's, that's my answer to it. Take care my friend. You do the same, Jim. Thanks. But why wouldn't you tell, as I go back and forth, why don't you tell her? I'll, you know, I'll bet. You acknowledge she's going to be angry. I, I, I'm going to guess here that Jim just said what a lot of the men that we've heard from before meant and didn't really want to say, which is, I don't want her pitying me. I'm the man. You know what I'm I mean? The guy. It, <laughs> yeah, it's it's I don't want my wife nattering over me because I'm fine, just leave me alone. And I, yeah, I, I can see that piece of it too. We just we just have a different kind of approach to our relationship, I think. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Jim's next up out of Shawnee. Howdy, hey, Jim. Jim. Hi. Uh, I had a heart condition last winter, and I went in, didn't know anything about it, and it was scary, uh, uh, you know, there, uh, anything to do with the heart. And it was about 8 or 9 o'clock at night, and my wife, who's not the children's mother, um, said, you know, we need to call all your kids and let them know what's going on. And I said, no, don't, don't call them. And I, I kind of almost had to argue with her. Well, I had to argue with her about it a little bit and say, I just don't want them to know tonight. Uh, there's nothing they can do, and they'll ruin their night. They won't be able to sleep. Uh, t- let's tell them in the morning when we know a little, got a little more information, too. And uh, she was put out with me for it, for not telling my kids. None of my – one of my kids was upset that I didn't call them right away. But what are you going to do? He's going to – nobody would sleep at night, and then that's not worth it for something they can't help. Yeah, I get that, too. That And with Mark Ruffalo's situation, I mean, it's not like his wife would have been able to do anything about the brain tumor. She just would have known about it. Right. And, and knowing about it is just a mental thing. It's just not uh, – it, it, if it was going to help me some way uh, or help them some way to, to know about it, you do it. But if it's not, you just leave it to yourself. <laughs> kind of like, I don't know if you ever saw Apollo 13 when they said that there's some, a, a hurricane warning. Uh, where they're going to land. He says, is there anything we can do about it? And he goes, no. He goes, then don't tell them. (laughs) Interesting (laughs) analogy. Yes. Uh, Thanks for the call, Jim. I I guess I understand it more if it's a death, because you're right, nothing is going to change in the time that you wait to tell them. If it's it's a matter of a good night's sleep or not, I guess I get that. In this case, I mean, that was a long time that he held on to that. You know, four, four, five, six weeks before he told her about it. Yeah. Um, boy, what's really funny about this is that when when my dad died, we I, I got the phone call afterward, but they had been working on him for about 45 minutes. And it never occurred to me, 
why didn't you call me earlier? You know, why didn't you call me when he was still alive and they were working on him? Because I was six states away. You want to talk about not being able to do anything about it. And if the doctors couldn't do anything, neither could I. I never thought about being upset that I wasn't called earlier. I mean, I just figured that my, my <laughs> that my dad's wife, she kind of had her hands full at the moment. The last thing on her mind is, ooh, I better call John and tell him. 913-586-7798. Um, all right. Oh, we have text coming in still. We'll take a break. We have a couple of you that are trying to get through on our phone lines. We're trying to figure out if we're having phone trouble. If you are trying to call, give us a call again. That is further confirming that we know we're having phone trouble, which is annoying. Um, somebody just said, I am a female and I wouldn't tell my husband if it was me in that situation. I want to talk to you. Try to call back <laughs> and we'll take a break and we'll uh, get to your comments next on KMBZ. I'll take that over a song for the Never moment. Gets old. Yeah, it's foggy out. <laughs> Turn your headlights on. Uh, okay, so real quick for those who missed the beginning of the story, and then we'll get to your calls. Mark Ruffalo is the actor. Twenty years ago, when he was working on a set, he had an ear infection that he thought was nothing, and it turned out to be a mass behind his left ear. That's all he knew. His wife was nine months pregnant. He decided to wait and not tell her about that diagnosis until a week after she gave birth. And it was shortly before he was gonna go and find out what it was. Turned out to be benign, he's fine, can't hear in his left ear. Uh, but there's a lot of conversation happening about whether you would tell your spouse, you don't know what it is, but would you tell him given nine months pregnant? We'll go back to the phones and Lee Summit is the next stop where Amy's listening in. Hi, Amy. Hi, good afternoon, guys. Afternoon back, so, um, so tell us about it. What's your thought on all of this? I just, uh, real quick, I just, it's a fascinating topic, and I've been thinking how I think the way each of us determine what we would do has a little bit also to do with how our brain works, maybe, and how we were raised and our ability to compartmentalize. I would have done the same exact thing in his situation, and I believe I would have even probably waited until I had had the exact information on what what the illness was or, or what was going to need to be done, what the steps were before I would say anything. Um, that being said, I've also been told in relationships that I'm one of the few females that probably needs a man cave when I come home from work. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I'm the typical, but it's not, you know, it's come, that topic has come up in relationships with me that I do tend to kind of take care of things First, like I, I need to kind of deal with it myself first before I share. Um, and I kind of think that's what all of this is about deep down and trying to protect someone else and knowing how you're going to handle it. Flip it around for know. me, though, for, for a minute. Um, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, it's like you said, it's it's the way that it's the way you are versus the way I am. But yes. flip it around and put yourself in the other position. So you're there. Right. You're nine months pregnant. Your husband has a brain tumor. Do you want to know? I, I've thought of that while you guys were talking. I would I have wanted to know. Um, I could go either way on that. I absolutely would not have been upset if he didn't tell me. Okay, I would good. understand right. because that's the way I think. And I, I would hope, you know, the person that I'm with would, would understand me enough to, even if they didn't agree, they would know me well enough to know, I know that you made what you thought was the best decision. Um. So, and Got I've it. been, I have gone through breast cancer. I went through that a few years ago and I didn't cool. tell the person I was in a relationship with at the time until I knew exactly 
what I had, what I was dealing with, um, you know, and then he was there to support me. And, but that's just, that's kind of how I operate. All right. And, and well that's said. consistent across the board. Uh, how's your health? You okay now? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm way past five years. Oh yeah. I'm doing great. great. I just thought I would throw that in there because that is how I handled that. And I hadn't even thought about it at the time. It was just, it was just second nature for me. Why bother? I mean, that's, you know, part of me is like, I hate to burden somebody else until I know exactly what it is. What's the point of sharing all of it? Um, And and saying it out loud, maybe that's selfish of me. I, I don't mean it to be though. It comes from a good place. Sure, um, and I think I think Mark Ruffalo thinks of the decision that he made in exactly the same way. Yeah, so right. I'm the one female in 99 men that you've had call in. So <laughs> I appreciate it. No, it's it's a fantastic perspective, <laughs> and thanks for the calling me. And the other really good point that Amy brought up is that people process things differently. Yep. And you have to respect if you're that makes me crazy. The person that needs like time by themselves to go process things. I'm a talker. I like to know what's going on. But not everybody's like me. And you kind of have to respect if your partner is different and internalizes and processes by themselves. This is the person you love and that's how they do it. That's funny you should say that because that's one of the things that early on when when Jen and I got married that that took the longest time for us to work out because she's very much that person who wants to I got to get away from this I got to get out I got to think mm-hmm. I, I have to pull it all together and I'm the those one two like, people are usually are together going? on the opposite <laughs> yeah, sides of that yeah right. I'm like, where are you going come on we're in the middle of this we we got to finish this we got to work this out and and so yeah we now that was a long time ago I mean we're talking about you know 15 years ago but. Uh, yeah, it, it did take some time to get that together and figure out a mechanism around that. That's a struggle. Yeah, because I'm I'm like you. I, I don't not only am I am I the person that talks it out, but I just worry maybe this is anxious attachment just a little bit. But like you worry, well, what are you thinking? Why are yeah. you off by yourself? And what are you thinking? And right. where is this going to go? Which sometimes it's just how they they just need the time. So, yeah, it's like, are you trying to figure out how you're going to drop a bomb on me? Is that <laughs> right? Is that what's going on right, right now? Because I need to know that. Exactly. A really interesting conversation. Thanks to everybody for getting in here. And what a fast show today. Uh, we'll turn this over to Dana and Parks. Let them pick this up. And we'll be back Thursday here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 